All right, guys, as part of our series in sharing stories of people in private practice, I have Robin D'Angelo joining us today. She is a Gottman therapist in Laguna Hills, um, and you can find out more about her at Therapy with Robin, R-O-B-Y-N.com. So thank you for coming here and letting me chat with you and sharing your story with everyone so they can learn and be inspired because I think... So often, that's a big part of our work um, as business builders, you know, is the community and learning from other people's mistakes and triumphs and successes and being inspired and encouraged and, you know, anything that we can share is really important. So I appreciate you taking the time to distill your knowledge. Glad to be here. Thank you. So why not share how you got started in this field in the first place, why become a therapist? Sure, going way back. Um, that takes me back to undergrad um, when I was going to UNLV back home in Las Vegas and I was in advertising. I decided I wanted corporate worlds, I wanted to climb the ladder. Um, I just remember wanting to have a laptop and my own office. I mean, that was back then when, right. you know, I wanted a laptop. You know, who could imagine? So I went to school for that and was in advertising for a while and actually got called out to San Diego and asked to open up uh, an advertising agency with a few people. So I did that because it sounded exciting and it was. It was exciting, um, but it also really took a mental, physical, spiritual toll on me. It was. 18 to 20 hours a day, um, daily, and I didn't have time to meet anyone, I didn't have a social support circle, um, and really just got in a, in a kind of a dark spot, got pretty down on myself, so I ended up quitting after being there for a year, and decided to take another position, same kind of marketing, with a bigger company, was there again for about a year, and they had massive layoffs, so... I just, again, kind of got in that place of, what, what is going on? What, do I, what am I going to do? I was applying for more jobs in marketing and advertising, and just nothing was panning out, which was hard for me because I'd never really experienced that. And so um, I have a sister who lives in San Diego, and she has a neighbor who is a marriage and family therapist, and she said, you know, you've kind of always been our little family, you know, go-to person. Have you ever thought of being a therapist? And I just kind of laughed and, well, I don't know, really? And she said, go talk to my neighbor. Just have a conversation, find out what she does and see what it's like. So I did and I talked to her and um, I was Lisa Palmer Olson and I have to give her kudos because she really did kind of put me on this path and I just thank her every day. Um, And so talked to her and really just got inspired. And I just didn't know that was what therapy was, the way she talked to me, and it felt comfortable. And So I decided, okay, let's do this. Researched some grad schools, did some prerequisites, and um, dove right in, started my master's program, met the most phenomenal people I've ever known. They're still my best friends. You know, we have friends from college, but my best people in my life I met in grad school. So one of which went to Bali with me. So it was just one of those remarkable times and so my first kind of job while I was working at or while I was going to school was um, I was a grief counselor at San Diego Hospice which it was we had I remember the career 
kind of day where you go in and you see where do you want to go get your training, you know, your practicum site. Mm -hmm. and it was the one booth that no one was at. I mean, it was empty. Everyone was afraid. There was this tall man standing there with this <laughs> bellowing voice, like, who wants to come check out? And dragged my best friend with me. Mm. And I just said, let's just check this out. Um, because I've always really been kind of drawn to, whether it's people that were outsiders, things that other people shied away from. Like, I just I just was always drawn to that. So, so let's check this out. And, um, and my father had passed away from cancer, too. And we... Although we didn't do hospice, I knew about it. So I said, let's check it out. We were there for um, a full year and it, we learned so much about just ourselves and wow, this is, this is therapy. We're starting therapy, we're actually doing this. They're, they're trusting us to see people. Oh my gosh, we're still in school, okay. And I just remember being told, you, you can't mess them up any more than they feel like they are when they walk in. So, okay. So um, did that for a year, and then my next um, position was going to a high school where it was actually, um, the setting was a high school, but it was students coming that had been kicked out of other continuation schools, so it was kind of the rejects, mm. which I'm like, wow, I'm, again, I'm kind of drawn to the people that society is saying, we don't really know what to do with you, or we're uncomfortable with you, right. or whatever. I was there for, again, about a year, um, and I always said, I never want to work with adolescents. Oh my gosh. Never they, say never. Right. <laughs> and I get in there, and it was so, it was just so fun, and it was, it was heartbreaking, too. Mm -hmm. um, but I really found myself there. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was a place that I thought, I can totally be my nerdy self, and it works. Mm -hmm. It was just fun, and it was great. Um, and from there, I transitioned on to, um, it's through MHS, South County Center for Change, down in San Diego. It's drug court. And I remember going to this interview, and I knew nothing about addiction at the time, and I'm working with, you know, offenders, felons that are in an outpatient drug program, and I just thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? But it, it sounded fascinating. And so it was a, a community of all alcohol and drug counselors except for me. And I walk in as, you know, this having a master's degree where a lot of the um, alcohol and drug counselors didn't. And I remember being told kind of in grad school that oftentimes there's kind of a, just not a great relationship between alcohol and drug community and mental health professionals because there's always kind of like a who thinks they're better, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just, I went in there thinking, you guys know so much I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm so ready to learn and I will do my very best to provide the services that I know and just teach you guys if you're interested. It's beautiful. So, and that I think is what made it such a, a positive and, and successful experience there. Um, but I do remember some of those those big burly felons coming in and going, hey, you little white girl, what do you know about slamming heroin and having your whole life ripped away from you? Mm -hmm. And so just being able to connect with them on the level of, guess what, pain is universal, and I can just be here for you on that level. Mm -hmm. You know, and just really, really showing people that no matter where you've been, I care. Mm -hmm. And I you can do. connect. Yeah, and I see you. So. Um, did that and so at that time my husband was getting out of the Navy and we had to move and it brought us up to Orange County and I said oh my gosh I'm 
I was licensed, I was newly licensed. I had been licensed about six months and I thought, what in the world am I gonna do now? Do I go get another agency job? Mm -hmm. Do I look into, you know, just hospital work? What do I do? I don't even, what are my options? And so I thought, I've heard of this private practice thing. I've never been talked to about it, which as I look back, blows my mind that I really didn't get supervision on kind of private practice and, and just kind of the ins and outs and even just hearing it. And I thought I'm gonna reach out to um, some people in the community because going out on my own is way too scary. I'm not even ready to imagine or think about that. I'm gonna look at some people who already have a group established. So I started just sending out emails and saying, hey, this is who I am. I'm new to the area. I'd love to learn about your practice and see if there's anything I could do to contribute and mm -hmm. learn from you at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so um, I did. I, I got in with a wonderful group um, at OC Therapy Group in Irvine and spent a year there just learning, learning, learning. Um, and it was interesting and scary and exciting and it was about six months in that I just said, what am I doing? because I thought I'm just kind of going off of well this feels good and this feels right but I didn't have any of the business background literally oh I could do marketing because I had my advertising but the business part of it I didn't have a business plan I didn't have a marketing plan I, I had nothing other than what felt good and I thought this isn't gonna last um, so that's what I signed up for the business school boot camp through Zinni Me. Thank you. <laughs> um, and that pretty much changed my life because it put me in a place where suddenly I was confident when people would call me and ask me about you know, what I did. And not at first, obviously, and my fees and learning how to not automatically offer a sliding fee and just really being confident in that. Um, and as the time progresses now in about a couple weeks, I actually am taking that jump and opening my own private practice. Mm -hmm. yes. So part of it was, I think that that curiosity led to some serious bravery. I mean, you're <laughs> new to the area and you just start emailing people yeah. like, and asking, you know, um, that's how you learn. And then in the group practice, you discovered that you do like that kind of work, the style of work of being a therapist in private practice. Right, okay. right. I did, I really did, because although I really loved being in the different positions I had in the past, um, and I did feel like private practice could feel a little bit lonely, it could, but I was reaching out to other people, and especially with the business school boot camp, the peer group that we had, oh my gosh, I never felt lonely. I felt like I could always say, yeah, hey, oh my gosh, so this is coming up, or I have a question about, you know, what do I do with you know, credit card payments, or what do you guys think about, I mean, literally, I could ask any question, and it was never a dumb question. No. Right. That's important. Oh my gosh, that's so important. Right. And to feel safe to be able to ask, I think having community is another aspect to building a private practice, wherever that could be, whether that's um, clinical, for me, it was clinical consultation, mm -hmm. um, other people it's through business kind of networking mm -hmm. um, but I think having support yes. you know major yeah um, how how do you feel now as you're making this step from group which was a, a pseudo safety net right yes, a little bit yes. and then going into okay this is my space this is 
what I, you know, it's me. <laughs> what kind of comes up for you now as you're in that transition? Well, I think about, it kind of goes back to that community. It really does, for me anyways. Mm -hmm. I, I've always been one to um, thrive when I've had support, mm -hmm. and I've never been afraid to ask questions. Mm -hmm. I don't really ever care how silly I might look. Mm -hmm. I just put it out there. Yeah. So I, I feel like transitioning from a group, that pseudo-safety, I love that, that's exactly what it was, <laughs> to full-on mine, um, I'm creating my own safety now. Mm -hmm. So I don't really feel like, oh my gosh, it's, you know, the doom or, you know, the wor what's the worst thing that can happen? The worst thing that can happen is the worst thing that can happen. And then I go from there. I mean, mm -hmm. right? So I'm, I really think being in that group practice and having my peers instilled a confidence in me that I've never seen before. And mm -hmm. it's really transitioning into this. So I guess that's kind of bridging that for me is to just remember that I've got the skills. I've got the. I've got this awesome team behind me, rooting for me all the time, and a source of so much knowledge. Mm -hmm. It's just about tapping into that and yeah. not being afraid to say, "All right, I either messed up or I did totally awesome. And I'm not sure, but someone help help me kind of work through this." Right. And I think that those are the keys to dealing with like the anxiety or the ebb and flow of owning yes. your own business, yes. because there are seasons <laughs> and there are changes and. One of the things we always talk about is like, oh, your caseload is down. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe you actually need that, right. and you you feel like you don't. But maybe it's an opportunity for something, and yes. and like taking more of that approach of knowing what you are able to do about it, and having more confidence, and leaning on people. <laughs> for sure, for sure, you can't be afraid to lean on people because they want to be leaned on. Because they know one day they're going to be leaning on you, and you'll be there. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you'll totally be there because you're going to say, "Oh my gosh, I, I get it. Mm -hmm. I totally get where you're at." So tell me about your practice and the focus. You're doing Gottman work. I am doing Gottman work. A lot of um, couples work. Yes, a lot of couples work. I actually am level two trained in Gottman, so I'm not full Gottman therapist mm. quite yet. Um, should be soon. Um, but yeah, so I'm doing a lot of Gottman work with my couples, and so what that does is a lot more people know the name than I think we mm. think about. So, and I bring that up because I, I think some people go, well, what is it really going to do to specialize? You know, people out there don't really know what EMDR is, or people don't really know what, you know, CBT, they don't know these words. They're, they, they do. do. Mm -hmm. They do. And so I think it's something really important to remember because I actually get a lot of people coming in and saying, Oh, you do got okay. Great. Yes, that's that means that's, something to me. It does. Yeah, it has value. It does. And yeah. for those who have never heard about it, when I start talking to them and I, I start teaching them about it, I can't tell you how many people have come back and said, "Oh my gosh, I told my you name it, my sister-in-law. I told my cousin. They totally knew this. What's that cotton thing again?" <laughs> and so just really educating them mm -hmm. about what it is and how it works, mm -hmm. and they're really grateful for that. So why couples? Why Gottman? How did you end up with this kind of niche? Sure. Um, I was terrified of couples at first, and I thought, no way. Kind of what I did with working with you know adolescents, no way. But I'm also that person that says, go after what scares you. There's a reason it scares you. There's a reason that you're shying away from it. Mm. And so I thought, I'm going to look into this Gottman thing. I, I checked out different modalities, and Gottman spoke to me. Mm. 
um, I started kind of, this is kind of cheesy, but I would find the little questionnaires online and I'd take them home and my husband and I would do them and I would just kind of test things out and I was seeing results. Mm. And I was seeing his response to them too, going, this is actually kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, he's not, you know, the, the therapist-minded kind of man. So it was neat to see that. And I just thought, this could really work. And I think about, you know, just the different people in my life, couples, friends, and the, the topics that we go through in Gottman therapy, it's like, it's in every relationship. It's not just in romantic relationships. And then just learning about how it can expand, and that's really what got me there. And then obviously putting it to play, putting it into practice, and seeing nothing but results. Really, seeing, hearing people saying, this saved our marriage, or this, this helped me realize I don't want to be in this marriage, and I'm okay with that, and I was terrified before. Mm -hmm. And you know, and getting through things like infidelity, where couples just thought I thought my life was over, mm -hmm. not just my relationship. So just yeah. you know, testimony from them really mm -hmm. has been what has, has really, really driven me. So in your practice, um, who are you seeing now? Is it just couples? It's not just couples. I still have people reaching out because they'll check out my website or, or whatever, and I do see um, a lot of individuals still um, for things like anxiety or. Um, life transitions. I'm getting a lot of older couples that are saying, I'm about to retire and I don't really know where I'm at or what I want. So just things like that. And I also put on my website that a, a few people are catching, which I think I should move it up into, into the, mm -hmm. the area that's more visible actually, is that um, I am the wife of a military veteran. And so I know intimately <laughs> those um, benefits and those um, challenges of being, you know, within a military community, and how to how to live through that and do it successfully. Mm -hmm. And so I like to be able to offer that to other women, men, whoever that are in that situation. Right. I think it kind of debunks the myth that I pick a niche and that's all I'll ever see, mm -hmm. and also this idea of like I pick a niche and um, that's all I ever market to. I think that partly of you being vulnerable and sharing a bit of your story, you know, saying I'm a wife of a a military vet. That alone is attracting a diverse population to your practice and that niching doesn't have to be this like restrictive kind of experience or I'm stuck. I don't know. I, <laughs> this is all I can do now. Right. No, absolutely. I think that the fact that we are in such a, a remarkable field that we do have that flexibility and, and it's a reminder too that we choose. We choose what we do. We don't have to get stuck. All right, so for the future, where do you see the practice going for you? What are some of your dreams that you have? So for me, the ideal practice, the ideal day, if you will, um, I, I want a couple days a week. I, I don't imagine weekends or, you know, um, super late nights. I, and again, ideal, so I'm, I'm, this is what I'm shooting for. Yeah. 
um, couple clients a day where I'm doing really great fulfilling work um, that leaves room for life outside of my practice, mm -hmm. which exists now. And uh, I really love my life outside of practice. And so travel is really important to me. Um, as we said, I, I went to Bali recently and just making the time to do those kinds of things, whether it's on my own with my husband, with friends, mm -hmm. I really, really want to make this happen. And being of service to others is really important to me too, so making sure that I am happy with how my practice is going and having time for volunteer work, getting mm -hmm. out in the community, um, maybe even, and this is kind of near just in speaking with you, um, maybe even going into graduate programs and, and just saying, hey, let me tell you my story mm -hmm. and let me tell you how private practice is totally possible because I didn't learn about this in grad school so I just want to share mm -hmm. you know again this is just my story but that anything is possible um, as long as you have really great mentors in your life and you find people that are doing it and doing it well and just asking questions so I see my practice being a couple days a week totally fulfilling for me and my clients and really just living, just living a fulfilling, abundant life. Yeah, and I think that, that that speaks to a lot of what Martin and I always say, right? Like, you want your business to enhance the creation of your life that you want to create, not dictate it, right? And so what I love is that, right, you're, you haven't actualized completely that dream and yet you still go to Bali or you do bits and pieces here and that you know that when you're in that place of like being full and fulfilled then you can give back and volunteering like that's the time of when you'll be able you'll have that energy and momentum to yes, do that yes and that's really what I envision is being able to have my practice actually fill me up spiritually too and mentally and mm -hmm. so that when I do go out and be able to give back whether it's to myself, because mm -hmm. we don't do enough of that, mm -hmm. or to others, that I'm actually energized and I'm not wiped out. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. Mm -hmm. So for people that are thinking about private practice um, and considering it, do you have any advice? Do it! No. <laughs> Take the plunge! No. Um, I, really think, I really think it's about taking a look at your life and seeing how could this work? How can I make this work? Mm -hmm. um, I definitely recommend having a mentor, having two, three, four, five right. mentors, finding people mm -hmm. that are doing it, that are rocking it, mm -hmm. and saying, how did you get there? What are the steps you took? What are some of the things you avoided? Mm -hmm. What did you find out the hard way? I mean, really just, I think it's gonna take getting curious, not only with others, but yourself. Mm -hmm and just not being afraid to ask questions. And that would, that's my advice. And if it feels like it lines up, just try it. And if it feels super scary, that is absolutely the time to try it. <laughs> really. With your motto, if it's scary, you should lean into that. Lean yeah. into that, absolutely. Yeah. And what do you, you know, what do you have to say for people that are in practice, but they're struggling and they're frustrated and maybe they're, I get emails from people who are like, I'm around a lot of people that say, like, you can't do this. You can't do it this way. You must do it this way. It's very kind of like... Limited, very yes. rigid. Uh-huh. What do you have to say to that? 
I have to say that we're always going to hear that, no matter where we're at. We're going to hear those people that are in the places of just kind of dumping on you because that's where they're at. Mm -hmm. um, my best suggestion is get a peer group. Get a peer group um, that you guys can actually talk about this stuff. Get a peer group of people that are doing better than you. <laughs> so even if it's not your mentors, get people and find out what's working for you. Right. Um, sometimes just having that space to vent about it and just say, oh my gosh, I'm so frustrated, what's working? And meeting up with someone else and maybe doing some brainstorming is phenomenal. Obviously, I think having some kind of business coach, business program, again, the business bootcamp changed Which, my life. I'm, no, not, I'm really interviewing not interviewing you just to really talk not about interviewing it. Me, but, but it was so transformative for yeah. me um, so glad professionally. Really, I, ha I have no idea. So again, if you feel like you're struggling, and maybe you've done something like this, like a business coaching thing, go back to that. Yeah. Seriously, so when I first started, you know, I still have all my materials. I'm going back and redoing stuff yes. that I thought I didn't need to do the first time. So, you know, but, but really yeah. because you're in a different space, so your answers are all going to be the same. So really just kind of revisiting that and seeing, yeah. are there places that I can make minor little tweaks that the outcomes will be massively positive? Mm -hmm. So if people want to find you yes. or uh, reach out to you, how can they do that? Sure. Uh, my website is www. Um, therapy with Robin, R O B Y N dot com. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, that's my website, yeah, and all my info is there. And um, and I just want to put it out there too if anyone ever wants to contact me just for questions on mm -hmm. wow, you know, what, what, you know, get some more information about private practice or anything. I'm, I would love to just be a, a resource. That's I'm so still, generous, Robin. Yeah, and I, and you know, we, we never stop learning, so. Yeah. Blow up Robin's inbox. <laughs> She's giving you permission. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us and sharing your story and um, lots of great um, bits of information and inspiration in there that I hope that people take in and, and can digest and implement and truly like grateful to know you. And I'm so excited for this next year for you. Thank you so much. Great to be here. All right.